The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It was 30 years ago, July 31st, 1987, when that F4 tornado was on the ground for an hour people have said. Uh, A 37-kilometer trail of destruction, 27 lives were lost on that day, 15 people at the Evergreen Mobile Home Park, 12 more along Refinery Row. Um, Lots of you wanting to share your thoughts about that day, where you were, what you saw, what you remember. You can do so at 630-630. Just text me there. You can go to our Facebook page as well, the 630 Shed Facebook page, or give me a shout at 496-0063. A couple more of your your messages. Uh, Ellie says this was such a tragic day i remember it just waiting in my apartment building wondering and seeing green rolling clouds the wind and the rain and the hailstones were unreal and tammy says i was 11 years old when the tornado hit i was on holidays with my grandparents in bc the first thing we heard was edmonton was destroyed by a tornado it took a few days before i realized that my parents and that my brothers uh, were alive maggie's on the phone this afternoon hi maggie Hi, Jaylen. So How what happened today? I am good. Now I know well, you, you have a story to share as well. I do. It's a. Uh, it's maybe not as uh, dramatic as Patrick's story, <laughs> but uh, in in my own way, I think it it might be only because. Well, it started out this day. My mom had bills and things like that to pay, and I used to go with her and do that kind of thing and shop and once a month. And so we were waiting for the bus by the. LRT tracks downtown there, mm-hmm. and um, which was quite open there. There's not much there. You know, you're very open. Uh, gets the elements, and it's the the wind started to get so strong that we barely couldn't even stand up. <laughs> we had to hang on to each other um, to keep each other up, and uh, and then the clouds got green and purple, and you know, like people have said that. You know, they just looked so bizarre and so scary and just different. And, and never seen winds like that. Never seen the the sky look like that. Turned to my mom and I said, you know, we don't have to do this. We can go back home, you know, and do it another day. No, no. She said, I've got to do this. i got to get this done. So I said, okay, mom. So we got on the bus and uh, went downtown. And after we got on the bus, no sooner did we get on the bus and the rain just started to just dump down like I've never ever seen it and hail like I've never seen it and uh, we got downtown to um, in front of the old Royal Bank building on 101 in Jasper there Yeah. we got off the bus there and if you went in a side door and you went down the stairs there was a restaurant to your left straight ahead well to your straight ahead to your left kind of and, and a lounge to your right and I said to my mom I said we gotta go in here like to the, that building, right? We need to take cover, Mom. I said, this is really bad. So we went in there, and uh, we got a table. And I said to my mom, you know something? I said, I have a really bad feeling about this. This isn't This isn't right. There's something very radically wrong here today. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I know something's really bad that's happening. And I don't know uh, what it is. And she's, she just kind of was trying to appease me and I said no mom this is serious there's really something wrong there's something happening and I could feel this strange electricity in the air mm-hmm. and I knew something wasn't right it just wasn't right and I said you know we've got to be prepared to stay here 
maybe all day. She looked at me like I was crazy. I said, <laughs> I'm serious, Mom. Something's really wrong. This isn't, this isn't right, you know. And um, we stayed in there. We later found out that it was a tornado. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and we were there for hours. Wow. Um, we felt like we were kind of bunkered down in there in the restaurant with all these other patrons and people. And uh, it was just so bizarre, and it was so scary. And then I said, you know, I've got to make a phone call. I said, because at the time we didn't have cell phones, really. And I said, you know, um, I turned to the woman that worked there. I said, I have to make a phone call. I have to find out if my if my my fiancé, right? My, yeah. I said, I have to find out if he's all right, because I knew he was at work, right? And I said, I've got to find out if, if someone's all right. Uh, can you let me use your phone? And she said, yes, yeah, sure. And so, of course, I phoned, and I found out everything was fine. But it was just the strangest, strangest day ever. And ever since then, I look at the clouds, and when they start getting really strange out there mm-hmm. and looking really bizarre and we have really bad thunderstorms, I don't know what it is, but I just I fear that the same thing's going to happen again. Yeah, and you, it's you're just you're that feeling. You're 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 not alone, Maggie. On no, I'm not, on I'm that not. one, and that is oh. the one thing about Edmonton and this this region and Very. this this whole thing. It's super sensitive and super um, on alert when we start to get severe weather. And I mean, I know it from working yes, it in is. here. The the phone calls, the texts that we get immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you when you I got outside, it. Maggie, and when you saw those oh. pictures and that and that video oh. of it, what did you think? Well, first of all, like I'm kind of psychic, right? And first of all, I thought I knew it. I knew there was something really wrong. But of course, I had no idea it was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, to the multitude of de- de- devastation that it was. And I was just, I was just floored, and and of course so moved by it yeah. like not in a good way of course mm-hmm. emotionally emotionally it was it was really actually quite hard on me because yeah. i felt so much for all those people i still do every yeah. time we talk about it or hear about it like today uh i was so very lucky too also really you know um you know but all those many people were not and for them it's it's not a day they want to remember. I'm sure. It's Maggie, so I want hard to th- for them. Maggie, I want to thank you for sharing your story and waiting to uh, to do so. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty, that's thank Maggie sharing her story about Black Friday. Colleen, I'm going to get to your phone call in just a second. A couple of uh, your texts coming in. Jar says, "My mom was shopping for baby things. My son turned 30 today. I was with the son. We were at the Misericordia." Big D says, I was a teenager living in Beaumont. It was a beautiful sunny day. I happened to look out the front window and I saw the tornado. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I told my mother, then tried calling uh, K97 to give them the scoop. They never answered the phone. I then tried 630 Ched, got a busy signal. We saw it heading towards Edmonton, so we got in the car and followed it. Halfway to Mill Woods, it got really big. We could see it picking up dust as it was touching down in farmers' fields. We pulled over at uh, Villatard's Eggs with about uh, 15 other cars and watched it make its way into the city. It's a day that I will never forget. That's Big D. Colleen is on the phone this afternoon. Hi, Colleen. Hello. What's your story? What my story? Wow, this is also a very um, emotional day. Um, I was working at a piping company, and actually what was all the Thursday night before we were working late, and uh, 
there was a really bad windstorm that came through that that evening. And I remember when I was leaving, I had to dive under a three-quarter ton truck as we had all this debris flying around. And then Friday, that humidity, that, that humidity I'll never forget. Um, it was so humid in the morning and hot. And all of us were thinking, oh, boy, something was going to happen. When the t- we saw the tornado coming, it was, like, so surreal. It was like our brains were not really comprehending what it was. we were seeing. And that sky, the way it was built with little, I call it, like, pillows. Mm-hmm. And the green, and you can just hear it coming. And, <clears throat> sorry, um, and the noise was so incredible. Patrick earlier was talking about it sounding like a train coming down down the tracks. Is that what you remember, Colleen? Oh, absolutely. Um, and it was just getting louder, and you can see debris going up. And we witnessed this thing getting wider and wider and wider. And it took all of us, a, 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 I, I don't know how long, but to me a very long time to finally realize what was coming (laughs) and we have to find shelter and you know we never thought about it like where do we hide what's the best place to hide because our building had a lot of windows yeah so we quickly said okay let's go into our lunchroom it's all cinder blocks and actually that turned out to be fortunately nothing happened to us but that could have been one of our worst mistakes. The fire department said if the tornado was 50 feet over, um, we'll probably all be dead because the um, warehouse bins that were on the outer walls of the lunchroom um, was filled with some um, forged steel fittings. Mm-hmm. And they said if the tornado would have hit the warehouse, um, that would have been like machine gun fire going through. Oh, my goodness. So, anyways, we're hiding, um, and we can hear the noise. It was just so incredibly loud. And when we felt it was safe to come out, um, we saw what was left of our pipe yard. (laughs) Um, I would say easily 85% of our stock was gone. (laughs) Um, There was significant damage to one building. The bay doors of the warehouse was gone, and then we went into the front sales room. And the damage in the front office was just incredible. And then when we looked out and we noticed that the damage to the high voltage towers, they were like crumpled. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you look at the the power of this storm and when it's classified as an F4 and the top one being an F5 in, in those days when they categorized them that way. We've, we've only ever really seen that prior to that. Uh, prior to 30 years ago on, on, on television maybe somewhere, somewhere down in the deep south, and probably not thinking that this can, ha- how can this happen here? Yeah. Um, my dad, um, well, he he's passed away now, but he was an older father, and he said he recalls tornadoes um, as a child when he was growing up in rural Alberta. My dad was born in 1918, <laughs> and he said he's never ever imagine or seen a tornado of that size. Yeah, yeah. What was really unfortunate in a business that was, as the crow flies, due northwest of us, um, a friend and his brother Mm -hmm. was at this business, and 
when you hear that his brother um, didn't survive the tornado, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, we were just a little ways away, yeah. and we couldn't do anything. Driving home from that location, it was just awful. <laughs> and it was just awful because we didn't have cell phones yeah. back then. Yeah. And of course, my friend's family, they were trying to phone the the office to see if we were okay, but of course the phone lines were down, and they had no clue of what was happening, wow. and we couldn't phone our loved ones. No, because we couldn't leave because um, the access road, the power lines were were down, and in some respects it was it was really beautiful to watch the live power lines dancing. Mm-hmm. What was actually hilarious is my car did get some damage. And most of the windows were blown out. And I looked in the uh, back seat, and there was a blue fuzzy slipper. Definitely wasn't mine, because I have really big feet. <laughs> and there was a six-pack of Budweiser beer in the back seat of my cans, still in the plastic rings holding it together, but it was empty. Wow. They so, were still perfectly round. So random. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Colleen, thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so. All right. Take care now. Thank you. Bye-bye. 496-0063. If you want to be like Patrick and Maggie and and Colleen and share your thoughts about uh, Black Friday 30 years ago, you can text me as well at 630-630. We'll read some of those texts after this. Sharing uh, memories, sharing thoughts of Black Friday 30 years ago. Um... This text came in. It says, my brother just moved to the city with his little family earlier in the summer from High Prairie. He was on the payphone talking to our mom from his job at Jiffy Lube. He was describing everything to her, telling her the sky turned black and it was really windy and raining and hailing really bad. He said he was scared and the phone went dead. Hours later, we were watching the news and seeing the devastation and we were so scared because we didn't hear back from him until later in the evening. He later said he ran home some 50 blocks to his wife and two babies. They were safe and sound, but very shaken. That was from a real Cree warrior. Bernie is joining us on the phone this afternoon. Hi, Bernie. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? First, some of the uh, lighter aspects. Okay. Um, it was it was uh, interesting. The phone calls I was getting for the next two or three days. I'm sure others listening had the same friends and family across Canada who have been desperately trying to reach us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just worried. Uh, one of them, not from across Canada, but I just never thought to phone my own family. <laughs> my my dad phoned from the West End to say, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Um, I also want to mention I haven't been listening all the way to. It's probably been covered already. Uh, the unbelievable coverage from from your predecessors at your mm-hmm. station, the difference that it made at that time. Yeah. The 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 updates the. Um, the seriousness of how they handled it, the directness of information that they were giving. It wasn't today's, uh, I don't want to sound like my dad and slam today, but I will. Today's, you know, reality show type of, of the news. It was like this was real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a show. It was, and, and your Well, this, it was life or death. It was life yeah. or death. And the, the Chet crew that handled it was, was amazing. Um, I lost uh, lost a distant family member. <laughs> he was he had just arrived at his shop 
was pulling it. And this also goes to how the tornado didn't, it was surreal. It wasn't real. It was sitting out of TV. Yeah. His, his staff were standing in the office watching through the glass windows as the tornado was approaching, thinking the glass was enough to protect them. And, and oh, wow, look at that. One of them lost their arm. One of them lost an eye because the tornado hit, blew the glass in. My, my relative was standing holding the button to close the overhead door. He had just picked up his vehicle. And so he was putting it in the service bay, mm-hmm. standing with his finger on the button to close the door, watching the tornado, and, and the tornado got him. Oh, jeez. My brother was working uh, with the crew dismantling the Texaco refinery. There was uh, the Edmonton Sun had a picture on a, on the front page of an upside down uh, grain silo. So my brother was helping, you know, telling the staff because they were all out watching, that, like many people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a real danger. It was mm-hmm. an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> they were out watching. They they saw the damages doing. My brother screams at his crew to get in into the the refinery or what was left of it. They were dismantling it. As he's running, he could see the fear in his crew's faces. He was the last one. They were watching that exact grain silo coming at my brother. Oh, my Thanks gosh. He made it in. But, uh, actually, I don't know if he made it in or if Potato just changed his mind and took it somewhere else. But there was a, just across the tracks from where they were, there was a, a factory of some type there. And the crew, beautiful summer days leading up to the tornado. And they would sit with the crew from that other building and eat lunch. And a young man from that building hmm. who, who had eaten lunch with my brother and his, and his crew every day for weeks was killed when uh, uh, the tornado hit, broke the roof, and uh, an AC, or no, a heater hanging from the roof fell and, and okay. crushed the guy. Wow. So many people that had touched so Absolutely. many people's balls. And... and yeah, and, and now it's making me upset 30 yeah. years later. Bernie, thank you for giving us a call and sharing. Thank you. Okay, that's Bernie calling, and Warren has a story as well. Warren, I have about 60 seconds, 90 seconds. What's on your mind? Hi, Jaylan. Um, July 31st, about 3.30 in the afternoon, I worked for a company called J- um, Laylaw Transport. Mm-hmm. Um, I was had my shirt off in the middle of the yard, and I'm looking down south. And the big power lines that run across the city, there was a little bit of a, a wiggle in them. And it was very still. Of course, the clouds were quite packed up against that area. And I thought, there's something not right here. And, you know, as I started to look farther down, I could see debris in the air. And I thought, you know, it's probably just garbage. But as it turns out, <laughs> our building was flattened. I saw this thing coming. I was probably 100 feet away from this thing. And... Um, our shop foreman, whose name was Don Hughes at the time, I credit him to us being alive right now, he suggested that we all run into the back of the shop and we hide in the uh, tool shed. And me being who I was, I didn't take orders very well and I didn't <laughs> want to do that. I wasn't going where everybody else was going, but it's, it's good that I did. I was going to hide in the pits that we used to change oil in the trucks. Well, that would not have worked out for me. All I remember is we were, there was about 15 of us and this 16-year-old kid got up in the dark when we were all in this back room here, and he started yelling that we were all going to die. And he just repeated it. One of these guys grabbed him, laid on top of him. This thing came, and it sounded like we were at a 
uh, it was like a jet fighter. There was about, the sound was unbelievable. We were on our stomachs, and we were doing the Superman on in that in that building because the pressure was so strong that we were being dragged along the floor before the building exploded. And when it exploded, that building came down on top of us, and if we weren't blown away, we were being crushed. Oh and I probably had about five feet of rubble on top of all of us, and we slowly dug each other out. And when we got out, it looked like a battlefield. I mean, there was propane bottles, there was acetylene bottles, natural gas, those big lines that go yeah. across the city yeah. were sparking all over the parking lot. I grabbed this 16-year-old kid that was yelling. I pulled him up the freeway. I flagged down a, a van from Edmonton Telephone. So we got in that, took him to my mom's place. And my dad got in his car, and we drove him out to Castle Downs. And I'm looking behind me. And this thing is coming down 97th Street. And the road on 97th Street, there's probably a foot of water. My dad's car started stalling. <laughs> and I was screaming at my dad, and he had no idea what we had been through. We finally got to Todd's place, and we dropped him off. And I tell you, it's I suffer from PTS over that. Hmm. And I've never, ever been the same. And I fight with it every day. Mm-hmm. If the storm, if, you know, if, the, if the clouds change yeah. and the weather changes, the temperature gets cool, I get extremely nervous. And, uh, you know, I went in for some counseling and stuff, but it, Good. It's, it's not the same. When you cheat death, it, it's with you for the rest of your life. Warren, thank you uh, for sharing your story, and I'm glad you're here to share your story with us on 630 Ched. Thank you for calling. Thank you. That's Warren calling 630 Ched this afternoon, the afternoon news, as we've been talking about Black Friday 30 years ago today, probably right around now. Um, We'll take a break here. We're going to switch gears on the other side of 3 o'clock. We're going to talk with Jody Emery, Canada's Princess of Pot. Get an update what's going on there. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.